0: Hello, Robbie here. I'm pleased to announce my 15th, yes, 15th novel, This Book is Cursed. It's about a cursed choose-your-own-adventure novel. It is now available for pre-order wherever you buy your books. Here is a brief description.
1: This book is cursed. It always ends the same way. Bookseller Annie Maddox has stumbled upon the find of a lifetime. A rare book, one of one, and worth big bucks a choose-your-own-adventure novel written by a reclusive author before his untimely and gruesome death. After a terrible tragedy, Annie discovers the truth. This book is cursed. Choose the wrong path, and it kills you. Annie digs into the history of the book and into its secrets, because inside that curse is a tantalizing promise, one that can undo all its bloodshed. Read the book, choose the right path, and reverse the horror. Can Annie find her way through the book, or will
0: she be cut down by its curse? This book is Cursed, comes out March 25th, 2024, and again is available for pre-order wherever you buy your books and at the link in the show notes. I'd love for you to check it out on the show. everybody. This is the Simpson Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt, and we are here to talk about the Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you?
1: I'm fantastic, Robbie. This episode didn't make me hate all math and science and everything and make me want to, you know, just stop it altogether.
0: I uh, Matt, you can't I told you this before we started recording. You can't. You got you can't think about it too much. You can't internalize it. That's how I'm working. <laughs> it. It's my this is this is therapy for me now. This is me like processing a thing that I don't like healthily. Right, doing it in a healthy way, definitely not getting infuriated at it and screaming to the heavens into the void <laughs> about the hell the Simpsons are putting me through. The show I used to love, and now it is a show that uh, I, I think is a that's a good way to say, a show I used to love, and I still love parts of it. It's like I'm in an abusive relationship. With the Simpsons. It's probably not good. <laughs> we are ready to yeah. buy supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to Patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show. For only two dollars a month, you can access all our bonus content. Five dollars a month can access that much, much more. This is the best deal in podcasting. If you haven't helped us out, we'd love for you to check out the Patreon. Uh, it's easy to sign up. It's very affordable and you get so much stuff from us. Me and Matt work very hard. We'd love for you to go check it out. We have someone to thank Matthew. Ooh, wonderful. Travis Grant. Travis, thank you. Thank you, Travis. This week's episode is Them Robot, which I'll give him points for that. Matt, it's a short title. That's the only good thing about this episode, I would say. Is, yes. It is, yes. It's short. We have to the title it a lot. So the, title, the title is short. Episode PABF10, originally aired March eighteenth, 2012, written by Michael Price, directed by Mike Frank Polchino, received a two-point reading with 5.2 million viewers. The Couch Guy the Simpsons sit on the couch in 1989 with a banner above it that reads America most powerful country in the world. Uh, We see years pass through timestamps and occasional guest spots of characters from the show. And then in 20, let's see the banner now reads too big to fail. We hope with Maggie clutching a miniature Chinese flag. I don't know what, what, what does that mean? Matt?
1: I think it's supposed to be a joke about the financial crisis and like, Oh, they can't cancel us. We're an institution now.
0: Mm. Okay, I don't, uh-huh. like, what does that have to do with the U.S. and China? Like, what, like, is it, our, oh, we're in our, the, the late-stage capitalism, the country's failing? Yes. It's uh-huh. not very funny. I That's my critique, critique, man. And, and an episode that is maybe the, the most unfunniest thing I've ever seen. That's, <laughs> I don't need more unfunny. Um, The yeah, episode guest stars Brent Spiner as the robots. He played a character on the, the Star Trek the star war trek star trek wars the star wars trek yes yeah, i believe the character's name was anecdota um the site what data brain spider played data on star trek the next generation <laughs> i made matt laugh that's really what i wanted um if you haven't watched star trek next generation uh because you're too young or when you are old and you haven't watched it you should watch it next Gen's great it's my favorite star trek and data is a great character um Whatever Brent Spiner's doing, I, I'm sure he's just doing what he was told for this episode. Uh, he didn't write. You're like, hey, let's get a robot guy. He didn't write the script for this. He just was reading the lines, and he tried his best, I'm pretty sure. But mm-hmm. the robot uh, is it does not make. There, Matt, we're going to start right now. Did you laugh at anything in this episode?
1: Oh, God, no. I, I switched between being bored and angry at this episode.
0: I was just. Also most, befuddled. I, that's what I was going to say, Matt. I want to put this out there right before we even get started with the plot. You may have erased some of them uh, because you're trying to make sense of my scribbles, but (laughs) I wrote a lot of question marks in my notes because I I never know why anything's happening. Literally, like there's just like we just watch scenes and I'm like, why are we? Why is this in the show? Like literally, multiple scenes where I'm like, wait a minute, why? 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 Why are we watching? Why is there? Why are we seeing a whole? scene about a small, like Lenny and a small violin. Why are we watching an entire scene? Barney talking about being a male stripper in this episode about robots. Like what are, what's like, I'm like, I literally, I don't know why. Yeah. This is effectively my job, man. I can't do it. I just don't know, understand it because this is so befuddling. I, I, this literally feels like it was written in an hour on the back of a napkin. Like, it's just, and like, there are, and I want to point this out too, because I won't be able to pick out every specific instance. But there were, as I was watching, there are multiple instances where they definitely had Dan Castleta re record lines, right? They, they, the original animated, you know, and they've done this a long time, but it just points to the fact that like, they don't know what they're doing. Like, there's no planning involved. It's just like, oh, we came up with something funnier. At the last
1: minute. It's like the table read is the first draft. And they just didn't bother to do anything besides stuff that just doesn't work. It certainly and contrib- then they leave a lot of it in.
0: It certainly contributes to that feeling of like this just feels like all of it is just fly by night. They don't know what they're doing at any point. Okay. The first act, Matt. Oh, boy. All filler. None of this matters. This is completely meaningless, all of this. So Homer is sleeping on the job and accidentally turns off the power to the city. Don't know how the safety inspector does that, but whatever. Um, Homer, and then they then say that. Then we have a, a Mr. Bird's announcement that they're going to have a physical on Monday morning, which includes drug testing, which includes alcohol testing. Now, Matt, <laughs> yes, Robbie, I this is less than a minute into this episode, <laughs> and I'm already like. That's not how wor- the world. That's not how the like how things work. Like, alcohol is out of your system very fast. Yeah, it's usually by the next morning. You can't unless you're drinking as you walk to the the physical, <laughs> and and it takes a blood test, and it's very it's it, it takes time and it's expensive. It that's why they don't. That's why the breathalyzer is a thing. Because you, you can't, and that's also why, largely why people who I don't want to give like advice to drunk drivers, but you, why people reject breathalyzer tests knowing they're still going to get arrested. Because breathalyzer tests, uh, if you don't take it, they have to do a blood test on you, and that can take a lot of time, and you will sometimes skate on charges because the alcohol will have left your system. So you back down to a legal level by the time the blood test is administered Homer, like it's a Monday morning. Like as long as he's not drinking at 3am Sunday night, he will be fine. He could drink all weekend. It does not matter. Um,
1: Robbie, I just want to thank you for taking
0: my job for a little bit. (laughs) I just, Matt, it, it's it's just infuriating me, Matt. One because they they make this like the whole first act is about this, not about the actual plot of this episode, and they just pretend like this is how the world is. We just, you're like, no, no, I I have had a job with drug testing before, guys. They get you go to a lab and they do you do a pee test. You don't do it at the okay, okay. So Homer hears this uh, that alcohol is included in is so hard that it destroys a railroad track. Uh, there again like we can't this is i believe one of our patrons called this a rejected futurama script and that is exactly what this is this is so yeah, it's so absurd it's so cartoonish it doesn't but it because it's the simpsons it doesn't make any sense and you're like wait a minute why is this so cartoonish like this um But he's he there's a literally a 30 second montage of Homer's dough rolling through the town, breaking things. A train gets derailed. I'm not this is not hyperbole, that is what happens. And they say they wish the train tracks were built dough proof. Yeah. It's a happen things that happen this episode. It's and that's not the bad part of the episode. (laughs) That's that's not really so we see Homer trying to process the fact that he's gonna have to go a whole weekend without drinking. And this scene is interminable. He's at a dirt dinner table, and all he does is the the family is saying, "Oh, we're going to go do things as a family." And Homer's complaining because he's going to have to do it sober. He's going to have to go to brunch sober. He's going to have to parent sober. He's going to have to be a partner with his wife sober. Uh, He complains. That's good. That is that is consistent throughout this entire episode. Homer is obnoxious, uh, and you hate him. He is the worst. Like Matt, I would have turned. This is a, a new. I a, a might be a new question we asked, Matt, so we should probably start keeping track. This is mm-hmm. at the point I would have turned off the episode, by the way, if I was oh, yeah, not doing this sure. podcast. When Homer's sitting at this table talking and whining, complaining that he's going to have to do things sober, this is when I would have turned off the episode. Um, he goes to brunch with Patty and Selma. Uh, he accidentally drinks mimosas. Uh, he accidentally drinks a lot. Everything apparently in the brunch is filled with alcohol. That's not how all this works. Who cares? They don't care. Um we've we cut to finally to Monday morning. Homer is in line for the physical. This is six minutes into the episode. This Homer like says a prayer. We have a clip of a guy who has gamma radiation floating around in his blood. Yeah, you can't you can't see gamma radiation. It just destroys your body. And also he's the Hulk. He makes it they make jokes about the Hulk, Matt. Mm-hmm. Um so, six, this is interminable. It, it goes on forever. It has nothing to do with actually with the plot because I actually have a clip of the beginning of the plot, which is at the and Again, using the word plot or story in this is sneer quotes like, story. Mm-hmm. There is no story in this. This is just nonsense for 20 minutes. Um, where we get a cut, we cut from the examination room to Burns and the blue haired lawyer. And their determination to start using robots.
2: Mr. Burns, you are liable for thousands of dollars per employee. Not to mention my extensive fees, which are...
3: This trapdoor app works like a charm. Excellent. You still have to pay. (sighs) This is the last time I pay the price for the irritating mortality of the human worker. Smithers, it's time to restaff with the super-intelligent kangaroos we've been breeding.
4: I'm sorry, sir, but they just filled their pouches with office supplies and hopped away. Even the joeys? You know, sir, there is a more high-tech solution.
3: More high-tech than kangaroos. Ladies and gentlemen, meet the future masters of the human race. (laughs) Ah, Comic-Con nerds! You fool, these are robots. You will train them, and they will replace you. I give you permission to shake your fist in anger twice. (laughs) I didn't say Marty says... Now I have cause to terminate. This is crap. Now get out. You didn't say Marty says. This is no game. Oh, God, Robbie.
0: I just. (laughs) You have to laugh at this. Matt, this is so awful. Like the plot of this, the story is like, oh, the, the, the human workers of the power plant are being replaced by robots. Mm hmm. That is theoretically. That's the one line premise of this episode, and you feel like that's so simple and so easy to write. You you see the fallout in the town and why it wouldn't work or why it's a bad idea, and then you see and then you return to the status quo. I I could write I could write this episode easily. You, you, you could e- you could write this episode in a half hour. It's like the broad the broad strokes. Yeah, it, very easily. It's not. It's like because. Other media exists with the same premise. So you just think in your head, like what are all the other stories that are like this? How do they work? I'll do similar things and then pivot when it suits me. I'll change it for this way because Homer, I'll change it for this way because it, it will make a good joke. Things like that. This is just a scattershot, like assemblage of like scenes that are vaguely connected to robots being in the plant. Um, and there's not, I, I want This is what I'm going to say. I'm going to say this, but right now, I'm not going to say it again. This episode, if you want to make your episode about something, make it about something. If you want well, to make you it have to
1: determine what it is, that well, you want it to be
0: about. That's the thing. If you want to make the show, this, this episode about, Oh, uh, it's why robot workers are bad. Or, or why, like, it's like you know, the the idea that which I don't know if they had, if it, it would be prescient if The Simpsons did in 2012 versus now, but it was still it was an issue then. It's more of an issue now. Um, but the idea of like, oh, well, as we automate more human labor, why is it that we are? Why is our lifestyles generally? Why is you know pay not? Why are we? Why as we lose jobs to automation? Why is our life in the? Why is it getting worse? Right? Why are we not seeing more benefit to humankind as a whole when we automate more parts of our lives? It, like you think back to the 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 herald of days of the golden age of science fiction, and they talk about the the dream of well, we don't have to work anymore, right? We just have we don't have to work because automation does everything for us. If we, we are working. We're doing it because we want to. We want to do a job, not because we need to. But yet we're just st- stuck in this late stage capitalism death spiral as we have no jobs, but also we have to work. You have to have a job.
1: Yeah, it's, it's like, oh, all that extra leisure
0: time. You don't get that because you have to work or else you will die because everything is tied to your job and not. But why do I need to when we have so many things that are automated? Why? Like that could be a Simpsons episode. That's what That'd the Simpsons, Simpsons episode. This <laughs> what the Simpsons episode could be about. It could be about like, well, why? Well, like you could answer. You could ask that question. Do you need an answer? No, not really, because you just got to get back to the status quo, for what in whatever dumb way the Simpsons want to. And as long as you talk about and like demonstrate that you want to make an episode about something, do it. The first six minutes of this episode Matt, is about Homer wanting to get drunk, uh, while he's being a parent and not being able to because of drug testing and like. It makes someone look like a jerk. It doesn't make any sense. And it's not on topic. Like, it's just t- some tangent. There's nothing to do with the robots. That's the first six minutes of this episode. We go to our first commercial. Six minutes and 39 seconds.
1: and uh, Now I have to talk. All mm-hmm. right. Um. So as all the employees are leaving the plant to be replaced by their humanoid type robots that we still don't have and probably wouldn't do the job nearly as well as just a software program would. uh, Mr. Burns and Smithers get to have a... Discussion about needing one actual human employee. Excellent. Sir, I'm afraid we do need to keep one human worker.
4: to sign for packages, a scapegoat for meltdowns, things that would be a waste of the robot's time.
3: Uh, So we need one meat sack on the payroll. But who? Mr. Burns,
2: before I leave, I got a few things to get off my chest. One, I like the new microwave in the break room. Just push popcorn, you don't have to know how long. Two, replacing us with robots, is heartless and despicable. Three, how about a farewell party with a caricature artist? You know, it's something both kids and adults can enjoy. So to
3: sum up, nicely done, we hate you, and food for thought. Simpson, wait. As it turns out, there is one job available, but be forewarned, it promises not but soul-crushing boredom. Does the chair go back like this? Yes. woo (sighs) (sighs) Well, looks like we've found this plant's one remaining worker of bone and sinew.
4: (laughs) Sir, I believe there are two,
1: including yours truly. It's one, excluding mine falsely. Well, surely no robot can replace me. Unfortunately for Smithers, uh, a robot does replace him very adequately, and probably even better because it has a projector built into its eyes. So everyone
0: is gone except for Homer because once again the plot requires it. I mean they literally just say that, Matt. That's all that like literally that it's textual. The plot requires well, Homer to be the only human left. The plot requires a human. Why is it Homer? Because he happened to be in Burns's office. That's I, the only reason. I mean, and to be fair, they never actually demonstrate you would think, Matt, here. F- fix this episode this is rolling right along right now. All right, um, there we go. You would think that if this is the if this is the actual story, right? Oh, Homer is the only human employee left. You would think there would be some sort of terrible consequence to this at some point, like, you know, an act, an act from now, the end of this act, uh, like, theoretically, where you would have Homer get scapegoated for something, the robots would fail, the robots don't have any compassion, so they, you know, no, and no one has. Built compassion into them so they accidentally turn off power to something that's really important and it ends up hurting people. And because Homer is the human that everything's to be blamed on, Homer is the person that gets catches the flack for it. Mm -hmm. That would be the thing, like they that's what this would be foreshadowing if this episode was written by. I mean, competent, competent, people, I guess, because like you would say, oh, well, there has to be, you know, a bad thing that happens to Homer because he agrees he takes this devil's bargain where he's like, yeah, I keep my job, but uh, everyone else loses theirs. And I am the person who is going to get blamed. And it's not like this is a secret. Burns tells it to him to his face. like He's literally there. Yes. And what would happen if, if Homer is blamed for that? Does he get angry? Does he
1: get, uh, you know, do you, is he sad? Does the town fight for him? Any of that?
0: Hmm. nothing nothing doesn't happen not to be fair nothing it doesn't happen i mean there's no story man it's just shenanigans we're literally just going to watch from now on it's like 10 more minutes of shenanigans i really feel as i was watching this episode i was like man kids would love this
1: episode but it's there's nothing here for adults and i feel like that's one of the things that the golden year Simpsons did really well i was like oh are you a kid
0: you're gonna enjoy this nah, are nah, you an nah, adult man. you're gonna enjoy kids, this kids aren't gonna enjoy this this isn't funny for kids this isn't funny for anyone no one thinks this is like a three-year-old short like a toddler who doesn't yeah, like... Yeah, 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 yeah. Like less than 10. No, Matt, no. You showed me the this, this seven-year-old me. I'd still hate it. I it, hate it for yeah, different... Yeah,
1: seven-year-old, you was very discriminating, comparatively speaking. Seven-year-olds just like watching shiny things go around. And it, no, no, no. They you laugh. Got,
0: you, you, over, you underrate seven-year-olds, Matt. Like a four-year-old, maybe. Like shiny things. Like, but at a certain point...
1: with a seven-year-old on occasion, all right? She
0: would love this. Don't, Matt. You can, we can do better. We can do better than, than you oh, can. Please don't show, your, not don't show your don't show your seven year old child friend uh, the Simpsons uh, oh, from God, season no, twenty three. No. I don't know who this child I is. I would never do that. Um, but she
1: needs educational stuff.
0: Why is she in or school? By least... the way, Matt. Well, she is in school. Oh, then why are we? Okay, I'm just saying. Don't. <laughs> Don't watch her. Don't. No one should watch this, man. Don't try and. Def- I. I. I don't understand how you can be the person who thinks. Oh, this show is good for something. No, it's not. It's not even good for. No, the I'm manure. not saying it's
1: good for something. It's, I'm saying only a child could possibly enjoy any I'd, of this, and even then, it'd be, it'd be iffy.
0: No, they would not. No, man. No. I, we're gonna. I now. I want you to do this experiment. I want you to sit <laughs> down with this child. This.
1: Okay. Okay. I will talk to her mom, and we will see. <laughs> We'll see if she enjoys us at all. Baker
0: right. watched watch this That's horrible episode. episode that is uh-huh. like anti- It's not funny, Matt. That's the problem. There are if this was oh, it's shenanigans Homer Homer and some robots, and it was funny, laugh out loud from beginning in. I'd be like, okay, it's fine, it's funny. It's not funny. It 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 feels like it was written by people who don't know what jokes are. Okay, I'm I'm gonna. I, you want me to just display my rage, it, 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 like if you're if we're going to write a plot that makes no sense, it doesn't care about reality, write some jokes. This is this is so is so it has barely is barely competent as human behavior. Like I don't even know if there's human language in this. I rewatched this, I don't remember any specific lines. Like it feels like people are just like, "Oh, what's like they just were right like a stream of consciousness. Like someone took mushrooms and wrote a Simpsons episode about robots essentially yes and then they wanted the
1: humor to be as broad as possible so case in point Homer shows up to work with the robots uh the next day he spends a minute and a half yelling working hard or hardly working at a robot until it tases him that's supposed to be funny
0: it, this is i believe where this i wrote this is interminable mm-hmm. it goes on for a very long time
1: oh yeah he goes on and on and on and homer eventually says oh uh, you do talk. All right, fine. You'll be my friend. And then gets mad at him about something again, and he gets tased again. And this, this is what passes for humor. Homer then goes to the bar where he asks Lenny and Carl. Homer, for once, uh, demonstrating human compassion, as hey, how's, how's the job search going? Do you guys have jobs yet? And they are very upset with him because he's the only one who didn't get fired. All right. Great friends you guys are. Lenny plays the world's smallest violin. And turns out there is an actual violin that he's selling, but he can't find the bow, which Homer steps on on his way out of the door. Ha ha,
0: ha ha. I, Matt, this is I pathetic. This the what is like yeah. the idea of like oh the idiom of I'm playing the world's smallest violin. You, and if Lenny just said that and they called it a day, I'd be like okay, fine, it's recognizable. Everyone knows what that means. And then yeah. it's an actual violin, and he's going to sell it, and he needs a bow and it goes on forever you, this is it this feels like you know, i'm being pranked is this a, like a is this like a joke on their like are they laughing at us like they made the show and they're laughing at us for watching it i guess i i, I don't know that's the actual answer man like, i don't know this this yeah. is one of the many question marks so like and this, I, this is already go this never ends this goes on forever. This is just filler. It go, goes on forever. This is the
1: entirety of act two, except for when Homer breaks the robot. We also get Mo trying his own beer, calling it swill, and then getting to fight with himself where he tries to shoot himself with a shotgun and fails. I just... Moving on. Mm-hmm. Homer is goofing off at work uh, the next day, accidentally breaks a robot, and says, oh, I can fix this, and then proceeds to attempt to fix it over and over again, and always causes the robot's heads to explode. Over... And over again. He eventually gets the manual out, and after a whole lot of tinkering, gets one to talk to him. He engages human conversation mode. And then we go to a commercial. We are halfway through the episode, and Homer has just started
0: to talk to the robot. <clears throat> but but I, I just have so many. I, I don't know. I know. I know. It, what is this? A Why are the robots... Okay, so the robots are talking... But Homer, why is Homer want to be friends with them? Like, there's no, you're like, why is this, why is this going on? Like, it's not necessarily like, oh, there's home, you know, Homer's the last human employee. It's more like, now Homer's just playing with the robots. Like, he's just having fun with them. And you're like, wait, what? Why though? Why is he? And how does Homer know how to turn on the? Like, he is literally he was the, most... the manual.
1: Robbie, obviously, Homer's the kind of guy who reads the manual.
0: We come back from commercial, 11 minutes and 18 seconds. We are cutting... Now we're in town, and Marge and the kids are walking around or driving around. Everything is going out of business. Why, Robbie? Why? Did the robots take everybody's job, or is it a, a uh,
1: downstream effect of everyone who worked at the plant, which I guess was most of the town, not having any money to spend? I
0: Well, that's like you... would. I think that's what they're saying, Matt, but no one ever says it aloud and I, I don't know. Am I just, am I supposed to like do all the work for them? Like, this is not, I, I want to be clear. The Simpsons is not high art. I, you, they have, you have to tell me what's going on. The Simpsons. Okay. You're not making like some weird art project in like in, with a lot of broad implications and it's all subtext and like things like that. This is not the Oscars. This is not literary if you want, your episode is about, oh, well, everyone got fired from the job, from the plant, and it was a lot of jobs, so it kind of had an overall depressive effect on the local economy. You have to, like, can't we cut to Kent Brockman on the news saying, everyone's going out of business because everyone got fired. Like, that's what you do. Not they're running through town, everything's going out of business. Uh, there's it, I it's literally titled this, Matt Random Crap Around Town because this is all yep. this is. We're just watching random crap. Um, Barney is a stripper now. Um, the, the Smithers is, is subbing it's at, at the school now. He's a substitute teacher, he's getting bullied. Um, I titled this clip, The Town is Falling Apart. Barney.
2: Hey, have we learned anything from the full Monty? It's that in a tough economy. Ugly people strip for money. Do a lot of people pay? No, but I can also play three-card full Monty. Follow the hats. Where's the wiener? Follow the hats. Where's the wiener? Now you see it, now you don't. So, Bart, the little dickens is going through that phase where young boys
4: think their dad's an idiot. Sounds like you were having family difficulties. That's exactly what I'm having. You guys totally get me. We are programmed to respond to your verbal prompts. Could you give my wife a few lessons? <laughs> hmm, your laughter indicates you do not wish us to give your wife lessons. <laughs> yeah. so uh, it's five o'clock, time for Mose. My watch says three, four, five. Let's go. Automated workers are not able to leave the plant. What happened to you guys? You used to be cool. We are the same temperature we have always been. We're the same temperature we've always been. Our programming restricts our movement to yellow guidance lines.
1: Oh god. Hey, remember how robots don't
0: get jokes? That's that's where we're at. It's just this is just like, like this feels like eighties sitcom humor with like a robot. Like that's what this it feels like that. It, it, it feels like it's out of time. Like, it's like it's hacky sitcom jokes from, like, 3's company, but there's robot around for some reason. and Like, Homer's now the star of this robot sitcom. Um, I don't... And, like, you have this strange juxtaposition of, like, the town falling apart, everyone's out of jobs, and it's weird and depressing. And then you cut to, like, this zany Homer playing baseball with robots, which is what happens next where he paints the yellow lines to lead to a baseball field and he plays baseball with them. There's jokes. Bart and Milhouse show up. There's jokes about Milhouse being pathetic. I just say, what's the, po- I wrote in the notes, what's the point of this? This just keeps going. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, well, I don't know. Um, Homer tries to, the, the there's a long discussion about baseball rules and the robots wanting to bat Oh God, that goes on forever. <laughs> uh, and it's like about designated hitters. And okay. I, I still don't understand why, why are we watching this? Um, Homer goes to catch a, uh, a home run effectively. Cause it goes over the, the fence. It's, it's already a home run. Homer it doesn't matter if you catch or not, but he backs up into traffic. One of the robots saves his life and Homer cradles it in the road and and then they show, I think, a, a dozen more robots all dying, pushing cars away from hitting Homer, who's sitting just sitting in the highway. Mm-hmm. Um, then we cut, and this this also goes on forever, Matt. I can't say this. This is like a minute long of Homer just sitting in the road, avoiding cars while robots die. It is yeah. insane. And they cut to the Simpsons as a family in the backyard, burning robots. A giant robot bonfire. I titled this clip, I Don't Know.
2: Axles to axles, rust to rust, amen. 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 Dearly beloved, we are not here to mourn their deactivation, but to celebrate their period of function. Can I hollow out this one's head
0: and use it as a turtle tank?
2: No, I'm already using it to put my keys in. Now let
4: me raise this bearded toast. Ah, what the- Alcohol is harmful to humans. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Save your breath. We have no breath. We do vent nitrogen once a year. You do not want to be around for that. I have some adjustments to make. Homer, when am I getting my power drill back?
2: When I'm done with my robobotomies
4: primary directive deactivated. Our new primary directive becomes removing all impediments to the plant. Uh, Homer, I'm afraid this is the part of God's perfect plan where you're murdered by robots.
2: Flanders, I don't judge a robot by the color of their eyes. I look at their hands, which have turned into buzz saws. And... Ah! Oh, son of a... Why did you do that?
4: Hmm? Hmm? Hmm. <laughs> eliminate, eliminate. impediments eliminate
2: just say kill me jerks
4: kill, kill him kill, kill him. him
2: dad they can only go three miles an hour i'm doomed can they climb stairs with great difficulty
0: i'm doomed <sighs> that's all the accidents matt
1: i know i know i mean first is the using the ba- the gum to put part of his head back on we get it, Homer's fat. If you just show us that, or don't bother telling us, please.
0: They, I, I do want to. Don't watch this episode if you're listening this far. Dear God, not, don't watch, don't this, watch this, episode, this episode, please. But I'm just want to spell this out because it's obviously all visual. The robots, the ones that Homer's have drilled into their heads with it, like for somehow it, it reprograms them. It's not like I, what logic is this for? Like that's the thing where you're like, oh, the drill makes them crazy. Why? What? Like, what are we doing? Um, these are theoretically like the these are robots that work at a nuclear plant, right, Matt? Yes. Why are you answering me like that? Yes, yes, that's what they are. Just you know what I you know the question I'm asking. Yes, that's uh, I what know. I know. Homer uses gun, so they are robots that work at a nuclear plant to do things that what you task you would do at a nuclear plant. Why do they have? like they just have buzz saws in their hands now and they go crazy because Homer drills and in... we would just destroy them. Why? 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 Mm-hmm. Anyway, they get buzzsaws. saws. They cut a slice of Homer's head off. A big old chunk of head comes off, Matt. Yep. Big old chunk, big old chunk of head,
1: big old chunk. Probably should have some brain in there, but that probably would have been a little too gross.
0: I Homer uses chewing gum to stick his head back together. What is this? Uh, it's supposed to be funny, Robbie, but it definitely isn't. I'm shaking my chair. Uh, we got our final commercial at 17 minutes and 35 seconds. <sighs> Come on. Come on, Matt. We're almost there. All right. All right. All right. All right. Energy uh, up. So energy Homer... up. No, 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 no. No, none is... of the, none of the right, Sad, right. sad. Energy Cricket. up. Energy up. Homer
1: is running away from the robots. He's going barely three miles an hour, so the robots are easily able to keep up. So he goes to Burns' house for some reason. Not sure why. Uh, and arrives asking Burns for help. And it goes about as well as you'd expect.
2: Robots trying to kill me. And now they'll kill you because I led them
3: here. Now see here, you are so not the heartless automatons I was looking for. There's one thing man has that machines can never match. Hounds! <laughs> Fine! slick away! And guess what? All those times I said you're a good boy, it was a lie! No! Stop! I'll give you the combination to the num-num safe! Flee, you fool! Aren't we getting
1: num-nums? No, Homer, you're not getting num-nums, you moron. Okay, uh, so, the robots beat the hounds, because they're they're robots. I mean, dogs aren't great against metal things. Uh, But once Burns insults the dogs, tells them they're not good boys. The hounds turn on Homer and Burns. They run away. They manage to get away by running down a corridor that everyone saw them run down, but whatever, end up in the solarium, which is, for those of you who don't know the solarium, it's made of glass. It's where you put plants. So everyone can see them through it. Uh, eventually the robots uh, break through the glass, uh, bring the hounds and are about to kill Homer and Burns until the rest of the town shows up and very, very easily Beats up the robots. That's essentially how it ends. Is, is Burns decides that oh, everyone uh, can have their jobs back at the plant as temps, uh, and and we're we're basically back to the status quo. Homer keeps one robot, takes fishing, and then s- says, "Why did you keep e?" And Homer says, "Oh, you know, just because." Now you know, turn into an outboard motor and get me out, um, get me out to sea. Threatens it with a drill to reprogram. Quote reprogram quote unquote uh and then the robot kills itself
0: ha 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 i don't know what this is man i i don't either i mean like <sighs> i i you can't i can't analyze this like as you would like there, there's plenty of like like the season 35 episode we did for the patreon That's the kind of flawed episode where you can actually talk about like, Oh, it doesn't work because it doesn't do these things. Right. It doesn't kind of, it, it circles around a theme, but never actually finds one. It has weird tonal things at certain parts of the episode. It's a little, it's bland, you know, things like that. That's stuff you can actually talk about. Like we can, I can, you and I can say, Oh, well this character didn't do this. And you'd be like, yeah. Or I go, no, you can't do that with this episode. There's, there's just nothing to talk about. Like what it like I can yell about it because it does make me angry that I have to waste my time on this, but there's nothing to talk about. What happens in this episode is they hire robots, Homer does three stooges routines with them for fifteen minutes, and then the episode ends. That's what this episode is. There's and there's lots of things you could use this episode to say about automation and those sorts of things, but or, or employment misclassification. But no, it's just robot gags. It's just get, and they're not they're not funny. I can't emphasize this enough. They are not funny. And calling this them robot poor poor Isaac Asimov, how dare they, Matt? The the the, the three laws of robotics. Like if you're gonna make like. And you give Brent Spiner as one of the robots. Like, couldn't you have that be a plot where, oh, they are one of them is learning if you want to if you're just going to lean in the sci-fi nonsense then you can just do that homer makes a friend with one of the, i thought that's what they were doing homer's gonna make a friend with one of the robots but no they're all indistinguishable from each other none of them have any memories or they don't matter they don't have any life they don't care about their own lives they burn they're burning a giant why are the simpsons burning a pile of robots matt can i ask that yeah why is homer allowed to do whatever
1: he wants with these i assume very expensive robots he just takes them around and he
0: burns them and destroys them and no one seems to care burns is i guess not around not watching any of this happening is he on vacation mm-hmm. doesn't matter they don't care there's no story it's just and like they don't there's no illogical inconsist logical consistency in how they treat the robots how what they can do you can't write jokes this is the other thing i think they don't this is a problem like uh when you talk about you know the wave of really bad spoof movies and the, the aughts. You know your scary movies and you know those most movies. Um those movies aren't spoofs really. They're not like naked gun or or, or airplane or, or or top secret. Those those movies understood the tone of the things they're spoofing. But those movies and this era of the Simpsons it's just referencing things or like collective memory of robots. Like that's the reason they use Brent Spiner as the voice. Like, Oh, he played a famous robot. Uh, he played data. Remember? And, but you can't have jokes about this kind of stuff without there being a, with a set ground rule of things and how the world works, because you have to have something to rip off, off of. You have to give your audience a frame of reference so they understand the the reality that you're making a joke about, like when and we call this stuff cartoonish. We we call it Looney Tunes, but Looney Tunes had rules. It had laws that they like. You can look it up. The Warner Brothers animators and writers and stuff had a long list of like these are the rules of our our reality These is the rules of looney tunes and we were going to do our best to follow them because it makes the show better it makes it feel cohesive and lets us make gags based off those rules there's no rules in any of this it's just stuff happening and you're never you don't know why anything's going on and there's no humor in it because it's just confusing like you don't laugh at confusion you just get are befuddled I don't know how I can't. Is this a Simpsons episode, Matt? It doesn't have
1: to be. There's zero reason this is a Simpsons episode. There's nothing insightful about it. There's nothing particularly funny about it. The characters don't really matter. You could take any any crappy sitcom and say, oh, you know, this one character's job has replaced with robots.
0: That's what this is. It's yeah, it's not it's not really a Simpsons episode. It's just a thing. Is this 20 minutes. I don't know. I don't do the writers thing about that. I don't. I'm sure they don't. They have a job (laughs) to do. That job does not involve thinking about that. I guess not. Not at this point, Matt. Um, We we'll rank it at the end of the show. Robbie, is this episode broken?
2: No, you were right the first time with that quick fix idea.
0: Let's see. Quick fix. Quick fix. Ah. Um. Of course. Like, like the the, the problem is Matt. Like I don't even know what that that question is inadequate is this episode broken? is this episode broken like is in this they're still holding water but calling this an episode is very generous um it certainly is the length of time necessary um for a simpsons episode i guess but it's not cohesive and there's no plot and homer is not he's not the homer i want um and broken like yes it's like saying can you ask if your toaster is broken if it was never a toaster
1: it's a good question um i mean if it was supposed to be a toaster if you told everyone it was a toaster that you were getting a toaster and that's what the idea was uh, It's
0: it's like i ordered a toaster and they sent me like a a square block of metal that doesn't have heating elements it doesn't have a place to put your bread you can't plug it in. it just creates like a humming noise that's unpleasant. That's what I would describe this as like a Simpsons episode, Matt. The real question is do we want to make an episode out of this? Can we make an episode out of this and like if you're saying like I mentioned it already, do you want to make an episode about automation about replacing you know employees at with jobs and the question of the existential question of making our world better humanity better by you know us not having to work anymore and letting us use our time however we'd like it they they don't I yeah you could do that I don't know if I want to spend the time
1: yeah because it's like okay What do we get for making an episode out of this? Is there any way to make this interesting? And I feel like you would have to, like the only thing you could do is possibly take the entire episode, scrap 90% of it, take the idea of, oh, Burns wants to replace the workers in the plant with cheaper options. Okay. But then you'd have to completely revamp the episode into something entirely different.
0: And is that worth our time? Um, not today, man. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that's I mean we've already get, we've already talked around the idea of what would make this a better episode but I honestly don't we've already spent more time on this episode than the creators did like at least the writers the animators spent a lot of time on it Um, but the writers it doesn't feel like they spent any time at all it feels like this is the awesome one of the awesome the many awesome like where did their, their, their time go what were they doing like are they that inefficient writers like people make jokes about writers being like uh, you know lazy or or not being able to write or low low output not being productive procrastinating but it's really not hard to just sit down and type out words i do it all the time um were they literally just sitting not doing anything like, it feels like it's we're to that point, Matt, where like, I don't want to question people's work ethic. But how else do you def- decide that this is an okay episode? Is it, Oh, well, we have 10 minutes to get an episode out. Okay, well, this is what we get. There's ro- gags with some robots. You're like, okay. Oh, boy. I was talking about anger and health and therapy. Mm, I'm struggling today. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for Comments of the News Group. Okay, here we are. Obsessive. Comments from the news group is where I ask our patrons over there on patreon.com slash the Show to leave a bare review of an episode. I read it on the air. Appreciate everyone, uh, all of them who took the time. First from Tim. This could have been a really good episode if done correctly, but instead there was an overreliance on jokes. To be fair, some of them did make me laugh, particularly the one where one of the robots tells Homer that the designated hitter is an affront to the integrity of the game of baseball. It was kind of funny how Homer was able to lead the AI mobiles by a yellow line. It also moved along without a lot of filler. This could have been fixed with a deeper analysis of how AI affected the Springfield's workers' lives. You could have just had you could just, you could have had say Cletus teaching Skinner how to skin a potato, as opposed to having five seconds per. Uh, number three sixty-five, not Canon, uh, from Derek time to crank up the obnoxious Homer dial to maximum again. Just won't shut up this whole episode, bringing back that Homer moan that Castellano just loves to do. It makes me want to tear my off my ears and throw them at, throw them at the screen. Then you got him screaming, working hard or hardly working is the protagonist, even the protagonist anymore. When your audience is actively rooting against him and finds robots getting run over and him surviving a tragedy, That working hard moment is just one of the many examples of elongated jokes that weren't funny the first time. From Mars listening off drinks to the nadir of Lenny and the tiny violin, quite possibly a low light for humor in Zombie Simpsons thus far. Nauseating. Nothing about this was cohesive. The town is suddenly falling into desolation due to unemployment, but we never ever hear that other businesses are following suit and using Burns' as new model. Content to neither tell nor show, now we have to infer everything for ourselves. In the end, the Axe employees just mass-assemble at the man out of nowhere and save the day just because, and Burns reti- rehires them out of the goodness of his own heart, as his character is wont to do. Abysmal, inept mess. Um, so, from Derek. Now, the other end of the spectrum, from Dara. Nope. Worst episode of season 23. (laughs) I'm with you, Dara. Totally with you here. Uh, I don't know about worse, Matt. I don't think this is going to be worse. This isn't worse than Ted Nugent. Okay, you're right. You're right. You're right. I don't think so, but it's pretty bad. Um, Finally from JJ. A story about unemployment and the plant workers being replaced by machines is a topical premise that can be done well. But since this is season 23, they're replaced by actual walking, talking robots. That's two episodes in a row that feel like rejected Futurama scripts. There is not a single second where this episode would let me forget that I was watching a cartoon. It's even wackier than a Scholar Years episode. There's no clear flow or direction, and Homer is so obnoxious throughout. My one laugh, the wall crushing Gil while his dominoes remain standing. Oh, Gil's dead, by the way, guys. I don't know if you realize. They killed Gil. He's dead now. Yep, never coming back. I mean, he got crushed by a wall, Matt. Like a concrete... Blood squirted out of him, okay? (laughs) Yeah, like, if you have... If there's enough blood that, like, it pulls out of the he's very dead. Um, but I guess they don't, they don't care. Gil will be back. Gil's I guess, or or Gil's like unbreakable. Or Wolverine. He has like a healing factor. Is that what's going on? Everyone in the Simpsons is a Wolverine healing factor. I don't like, don't say things like that. That's (laughs) hurtful to me. Um, thank you all for your reviews. I appreciate, I appreciate you. We appreciate you. We know how much pain you went through watching this episode. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for Listener Question of the Week. Let's try one more number. (gasps) Yellow.
2: KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have
0: a wiener. Yellow. Our Listener Question of the Week this week is what is your favorite Simpsons dream sequence? Lots of great answers. Matt, take it away. All right. First up
1: from Tim Bart's version of Hell in Bart Gets Hit by a Car. Ooh, that's a pretty good one. Make sure you listen to lots of heavy metal music. Uh, From Andy. When Homer Dreams. Way yes.
0: ahead of, way ahead of you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> indeed, indeed. Uh, from Andy, when Homer dreams he's in the land of chocolate for Vermeer's Verkoff Coffin Kraftwerk, his fantasy of living in a literal land of chocolate does sound messy, but does sound fun. Uh, from Dara, Lisa, I want to help you, George Washington. Bart, I want to help you, George Washington. Man, even your dreams are square. <laughs> from Zach, hey, Homer, what'd you do, get a haircut or something? Look closer, Lenny. Oh, I know what it is. You're the biggest man in the world now, and you're covered in gold. 14 car- <laughs> 14 karat gold. Oh, yeah. It still gets me after all these years. It's the best Homer can think of is 14-carat. 14 14-carat. 14 right. uh, from Aaron, Homer's clown daydreams in Homie the Clown have been my favorite scenes in the history of the show. First, his co-workers, when they were all on fire, and then his family at home when he was constructing the mashed potato big top. Oh, from Timothy. Bang, bang, Bart. More meat of me to love, baby. Uh, from Derek. The terrifyingly named Monster Island. But don't worry, as provided you haven't been eaten, you should be able to make it back to the mainland relatively dry. It's Monster Island is really more of a peninsula.
4: <laughs> uh,
1: from Adrian. I have always enjoyed Lisa's second best band in America, Daydream, from Lisa's rival. Why did they come to our concert just to boo us? Always gets a good chuckle out of me. Uh, from Cajal. Chief Wiggum. Don't eat... The clues. Wiggum's dream and Who Shot Mr. Burns Part 2 is a great Twin Peaks parody and dream. Lisa's frustration with Wiggum's incomprehension gets me every time. Oh, yeah. Uh, From Infinite Gur 4927 So many of my first thoughts were only daydreams, like the land of chocolate, which is such an indelible Simpsons moment, but I guess not true dreaming. My favorite dream sequence is from Lisa's pony when a sleep-deprived Homer is off to land uh, driving around. Uh, does passing out count because his climb up the murder horn in king of the hill with the escalator, abominable snowman, and bubbles was hilarious too? But they're the most fun when we snap back to reality. Well, of course, because then you see what actually happened, it's great. <laughs> uh, from Iron Sheik 84, Grandpa Simpson, boys, stop. You can both marry me. Uh, from Thrill How. Little ho. I've always loved the Land of Chocolate sequence. It's packed full of sight gags and Homer's wow chocolate half price!" line always gets me. My favorite part is the music. I've always assumed that it must be a famous piece from some 50s or 60s game show or some reference I never got. So I was amazed to find that it was composed for the show by Alf Clausen, the man's a genius. Robbie, what is your favorite?
0: Oh, there's so many, Matt. Um, can I... Does Mysterious Voyage of Homer count, or is that just because that's so much of the episode, it doesn't count? I think that's totally... I mean, that that's more of a a fever dream a fugue state but i I think that counts i'll just say his interaction with the turtle can i just have that i just want that part to be
1: yes absolutely i'll just pick
0: that one bit from mysterious voyage i mean i would just pick the whole episode because it's one of my favorites but the one little bit with the turtle where he's impatient and the turtle he kicks the turtle don't kick turtles man even don't dreams. kick turtles. Don't be mean to turtles. Turtles I are mean, the best. Yeah, uh, okay. Well, let's not go crazy, man. Turtles are the best.
1: Hey, hey,
0: hey, hey, Have you hey. met a cat or a dog? They're better. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not like, they're better okay. than turtles. I've met cats
1: and dogs, and you're right. Cats are better.
0: Dogs? Well, man, your dog, you don't get the best example of a dog. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> My dog is great, thank you. And I love her very much.
0: I mean, just because you love an animal doesn't mean that she's the best dog. I have the best dog. I like that's proven that's verifiable mm. fact is your,
1: your dog who tries to eat your cats multiple times she's day. never
0: she should never eats the cats matt okay she barks at one of the cats because the cat is misbehaving and izzy thinks she's the cat police but she does not
1: <laughs> you need to get her a collar that says cat police
0: izzy thinks she's the cat police she's a shepherd she's a, a lot of shepherding her so that's She thinks she's the police of those animals. She has to make them go to the right place and not do the wrong thing. Um, But she doesn't eat them. She never has done that. She's not. She doesn't like try and. She's not predator that way. She's more of a shepherd type dog. But she is the best dog. I can't. I still like. Who cares? Mm -hmm. All her. All she's not perfect. I never said she's a perfect dog, man. Said she's the best dog. Oh, okay, okay. Next week's question: It's all about dogs. We're gonna. What, who's what's your dog's name? We're not. No, that's not true. Next week's question: What's your favorite Barney quote? A lot of. Uh, uh, By the way, my answer was Land of Chocolate.
1: Since uh, probably forgot
0: about me. You didn't answer? No. <laughs> Matt, what's your answer?
1: <laughs> I, it's the Land of Chocolate because that sounds amazing. If like somebody pointed out, it's sticky.
0: Land of Chocolate is a, a very verified. Like it's it's so good. I did not know that Alf Clausen actually that music is original from him. It's really lovely. Uh it makes it even worse that they fired him a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Probably because they're like, oh, we cost too much money to have a real composer. Lord. Um next week's question, what's your favorite Barney quote? Post that easy enough. Just want, I just keep these rolling. Simpsons questions. Post this on our subreddit. It's R the show. Join there. Um, post there uh, you can email us at simpsonshowpod at um, or join us on patreon patreon.com slash the Show. that is a public post so you, i think you can just follow us and answer that without supporting us even though i will obviously appreciate it, the support but that all those places the, the all social media hates us because they think we're the simpsons even though we've never said that we're the simpsons whatever uh, that's it for that. You can move on to our next segment. It's time for the new Google trivia challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean, S-M-A-R-T. The new Google trivia challenge for Matt and I. Each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one mean, one hard and try and stump the other. I have a two point lead on Matt this season so far. Two points. I need to hold on to them with a desperate grip because Matt, he doesn't stop. He doesn't talk. I mean, that's fair. He doesn't, uh, show pity or mercy. Not when it comes to Simpsons trivia, that's for sure. I or anything in life. <laughs> heartless, <laughs> that's heart, true. Heartless, Matt, the heartless monster—that's what I call him—right uh, mm-hmm. to his face. Especially during board games. Especially during. Well, technically, mostly that's why we play cooperative games. So I have the heartless exactly. monster on my side, who only kills me, you know, through his uh, you know oversight on not being able to move with his character. Oh, I hey, can't. It turns move. out some characters just aren't meant. to I move can't very move far. this turn. Why not? Because uh, I am bad. That's what Matt says. He's well, like, I'm this character is not built around. Moving <laughs> oh, yeah. themselves." Moving... <laughs> Listen, OK, these are excuses from this man. All right. Oh, this character. I... I... All right. All right. Slowpoke. Your easy question, Matt. Are you ready? Ready. In homers phobia, the Simpsons meet who?
1: I mean, I'm sure they meet lots of people, but I believe you're referring to John. Then. I am referring to John. That's correct. All right. Your easy question. Who gets addicted to gambling in Springfield or how I learned to stop worrying and love legalized
0: gambling? That'd be Marge Simpson. You are correct. Your are a medium question, Matt. What company made Marge's grandmother's liquor bottle?
1: Oh, um... I know this. I know this. I'm shaking my head. You don't know it. Uh, I believe it's an original Johnny Reb liquor lad. Is that your final answer?
0: Yes. J&R Whiskey is J&R the, name R of Whiskey. the company. It. it is a giant J&R, red bottle, and, and it is one of the liquor lads, but liquor lads from uh, J&R
1: Whiskey. R. Of course, of course. Now we got to the uh, secret of grandma's secret drinking problem. <laughs> <laughs> All right. yeah, <laughs> your medium question. In the background of one of the shots at Bart's Casino, we see the odds of various things happening. What are the odds of Mrs. Krabappel having a nervous breakdown? Two to one. Oh... Fine. Yes. Pick the easy one.
0: I mean, I hate to tell you, Matt, but I just guessed that one.
1: Uh, uh, I figured I figured that I, I picked the easiest one since it was a medium question. There were others who were like, no, it's medium. He'll still probably not get it.
0: <laughs> See, that's you're, you underestimate me, Matt. I am tricky. I'm tricky. Okay, your hard question, Matt. How much is John charging for the TV guide owned or once owned by Jackie oh, O.? No. I have no clue. $50? You think a TV Guide owned by Jackie O is only worth $50? Yeah. Even in, like, 1997? Yeah. I have some bad news for you, Matt. (laughs) 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 John is charging $8,500. Good God,
1: John went out of business shortly after this because that's insane.
0: I'd like to think that John just moved to a big city. John's living in capital city. I, I don't sure know John hope John so. lives not Springfield anymore. That's my that's what I really think happened. What's my hard
1: question? All right, your hard question. In Homer's memory of the town meeting where they legalized gambling, what animal is there in a suit? A bear.
0: Sorry, Robert is an alligator. I blame I blame these new episodes. Newer episodes for doing this. <laughs> because there was a mm-hmm. time in my life I probably would have been able to answer that question correctly. But it's t- there's just too much up there now. Too much Bad Simpsons have has, has pushed out all the good Simpsons. Not all of it. I got some of it. Some of it I just guess and get correctly. Like two to one. Now I have a four point lead on that. That is right.
1: Because you're a lucky guess.
0: Better lucky than good. Baby.
1: I mean, better lucky than wrong. I think it's the actual phrase.
0: Ah, Nope. That's what I say, and my saying is the right way to say it. Uh huh. Better lucky than good. Better lucky than right. I always say, um, that's it for Tria. We're getting closer to the end of this season, and, uh, slowly but surely, I only have one, two, three, four, five. We only have five more episodes, Matt.
1: Oh, dang. We're going to start, uh, ranking up the difficulty towards the end.
0: Like, we're not already doing that. Um, that's it for trivia. We can move on to our final segment. The segment we end every single episode with. It's time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever this is a part show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically. So we watch them chronologically. Eventually compiling a list of every episode ever. And how good they are. Uh, this episode is bad. Yeah, real bad.
1: Um, you know, Robbie, we already ranked Exit Through the Quickie Mart as worse than Ted Nugent. Did we? We did,
0: we did. I thought, I thought we put Ted Nugent above. I guess we didn't. Um, oh, I mean, they're very close together. There's, there's, they're still only four. They episodes. are. They're only like a couple
1: spaces. I of them, mean, actually, but... the Quik Mart is
0: also a very bad episode. Matt. I can't like all these episodes are terrible. <laughs> like they're I can't emphasize bad. how bad they are. Like they are just, they're barely, they're like I can't not barely. They are not comprehensible. It is, it, it is like there is literally no story. They, they they just cut out wide swaths of stuff with I I assume there was exposition at some point that like set up the story like when people say you shouldn't have exposition in your stories they don't necessarily mean literally don't have exposition. They mean hide it and make it entertaining but you do need to like establish things for your audience so they know what's going on um, this episode's terrible Homer's so obnoxious in it. Um, is it better or worse to exit through the quickie mart? I
1: mean, you said before it wasn't as bad as Ted Nugent.
0: I did, Matt, but that doesn't mean I still believe that. I said that fifteen minutes ago. Like fifteen <laughs> minutes, in, in my opinion might have changed. I'm allowed to change my mind about things. I mean, um, that's, that's fair. Um, I think God, I really didn't like this episode. No, I didn't. E- I mean, here's the thing, Matt. While I was watching it, I don't think it upset me. I try not. I try and separate my feelings about the discussion or at least weigh in my feelings about pre-discussion episode and then post discussion episode because oftentimes talking through an episode makes me infuriated at it because it makes me think about it. Um, I think this episode's easier to like ignore after the fact than the Ted Nugent episode. That's true.
1: The Ted Nugent one sticks with you and where you just despise it this episode, I will completely forget everything about this episode in an hour.
0: I think that's why I want to put it slightly higher. I think it's still worse than the frying game. I do think the, the screaming pillar is better than this. Um, the screaming pillar still has funny lines in it. It made me laugh at things. Jokes that were actually constructed jokes. There's nothing in this um, that does that. I think this is worse than how munched is that birdie in the window. Um, I don't know about regarding Margie. Because regarding Margie is the Marge Amnesia episode. Yeah, that's real bad. I think this is better than that. Yeah, probably, it's cuz it's so inoffensive and like it's it's this is like very forgettable and very obnoxious. It's obnoxious because it feels so lazy. And I think that's a part of the episode that it really affects us because obviously we're making podcasts about this stuff every week. And we're like, oh, we're spending a lot of time on it. And it makes us kind of angry because like, oh, we're putting a lot of effort into making a podcast about this episode. And yet they put no effort into writing it. And so it makes us angry. But this episode is just fluff. It's just filler. Um, About robots, like literally it feels like they had a AI wrote this. It feels like chat GBT wrote this episode. Hey, write an episode of the Simpsons where Homer plays around with robots for 20 minutes. Um, Honestly, I hate to say that because I think the chat GBT episode would be better. Honestly, I shouldn't say that because I feel like if I if I prompted chat GBT, write a Simpsons episode where all the plane employees are replaced by robots except for Homer. I feel like that would be better than this whatever it would be probably yeah so I would say it's I, I think regarding Margie's actually more like it's more of a character assassination towards Marge than this is towards anything so I put it I would put that above that man that makes sense yeah, yeah. okay that is them robot is a new number 450 on our list um right below how much is that birdie the window right above regarding Margie. Uh, It's a new number, 259 on our post-Golden Years ranking. We're not done, though, yet. We have one more thing to do. One more question to answer, and that question is, do we shoot this episode out of a cannon? The
2: cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon!
1: Yes, please. Fire the cannon.
0: There's nothing about this that needs to stay. Like it, it's very no. premise is offensive. Um, goodbye, goodbye, forever. Them robot. We are working our way down from the top of the list, asking the same question about every episode on the best episode ever list, and we are currently at number one seventy-seven, Matt, which is interesting enough. Behind the laughter.
1: Oh, that that's a tough one right there. I just
0: it, so again, I think this is a good place to establish, Matt, re-establish. We mm-hmm. talk about this sometimes. This is not necessarily things that textually took place in The Simpsons because mm-hmm. there's a lot of episodes where they contradict themselves, just like the Bible, uh, and say things, this thing doesn't mean this thing, and that, that certain episodes couldn't both possibly have happened because they contradict themselves. That's um, not what necessarily what we're discussing. We're discussing if these episodes are good, if they're worthwhile, if they're worth talking about, if they're worth watching, if they contribute overall to The Simpsons' ure. And I think behind the laughter, certainly mean, if, it certainly if that's qualifies. more going by, yeah, behind the laughter quality, yeah, I would definitely
1: say yes because that's a good episode. It twists the Simpsons formula in a way that makes you appreciate the characters even more.
0: Yeah, it's funny in a in the uh, in in the, that's a season eleven episode. Um, so that's we're starting the decline, but these are the episodes those little bright spots. Uh, it's funny how. At the time, Matt, we were like, man, the show's just getting weird or bad. Hmm. We didn't know. We didn't know. There are still these bright spots, like, behind the laughter. There's been nothing in yeah. season 23 that approaches behind the laughter. Not even close. Except for maybe... We have the book job pretty high. Book job was That's pretty true. high. That's book true. Book job... The book job... I, what, that, it feel, felt like... Book job felt like a trick on us, like, as a mean... It felt like they put all
1: of their eggs into one basket.
0: Is that really what happened? They wrote one good episode, and then the rest of it, they're just what's not even. They're just coasting from (laughs) the rest. Like, all right, all right. We
1: spent a lot of time on this. Now we need to to cram, you know, twelve more episodes
0: in the next two weeks. Now I feel like I'm even questioning the fact that the book job was good, but like it can't be. How is that? I like I've watched so many bad episodes since we watched the book job that I feel like it can't possibly be that good of an episode. I'm losing my mind, Matt. Did you did you is this a did, is this a psyop? Did someone put this higher in the list? Cuz that makes me think that's that's what happened. But I don't think
1: yep, so. If I true. snuck in and I changed it because I really really like um uh the the publishing world and Annie Garcia.
0: I think my brain just stopped working for a second, Matt. Um <laughs> okay. I don't know what's got me. Uh, that's it for uh the canon we can wrap everything up. You can find everything on our list. This is uh, the Simpsons show.com. Find the list and uh, a lot of links and all the important things. Um, you know, the internet, you guys know what it is, right? You can find us places. Um, you can find me online and my name, which is Robbie Dorman. That's Dorman with one O I'll repeat it again. Dorman with one O. Um, or you can just search the Simpsons Show podcast, Robbie, you'll find me like again, Google foo, guys. Come on, you can do it. Um, but you can find me on my website. My name's everywhere in my website, every social media. I'm on TikTok and Instagram most, um, most often. That's where I'm most active. Um, it's really the talk. Really, Instagram. TikTok is strictly business. Like, here, I make videos about my books. That's it. Um, Instagram, if you actually want to see like pictures of my dog or whatever, um, or me playing with wolves, which I did. It was pretty awesome. Pretty cool thing I did. Um, that kind of thing. Um, but I have a new book coming out. It's called "This Book Is Cursed." You heard a thing at the beginning of this episode. Uh, there's a link to pre-order it in the show notes, or if you go wherever, literally wherever you buy books, and search my name or "This Book Is Cursed" Robbie Dorman, you'll find that book. Pre-order it. Uh, the uh, digital is five dollars, uh, and it's a pretty good entry point, I think, into my stories. It's a Twilight Zone esque look at a cursed choose your own adventure story. You should you should go check it out give it a try you may be like and you go and you here. i can hear you i hear some of y'all okay i hear you you say man robbie talks about his books all the time and i really do want to help but i just don't read horror books and this is me saying like maybe you should maybe you should try you might enjoy it this is i think you know this is a, a little a dip your toe in the water see maybe you're a person who does read horror books and you just don't know it yet hmm? Hmm? okay i'm done matt does not participate in social media you will not find him
1: that is correct if you were having a bad day or just the world is really getting to you you know what helps pictures of
0: adorable kittens which you can see uh
1: kittenturns.org, turns.org k-i-t-t-i-n-t-e-r-n-s uh also on instagram under the same handle there's even more stuff on instagram going back a really long time you can see incredibly adorable kittens who are now in their forever homes and maybe someday soon there will be even more kittens you can check out that will make your day better
0: i don't need more kittens matt
1: I mean, you keep telling me that, but you also keep telling me that you might.
0: I that's the thing. I do wanna, I do want a new cat. I wanna, I wanna fl- I'm to get an adult cat, though. But I'm not gonna get a kitten. So I would not be, I would not be in your marketplace. I would be at the adult cat marketplace. Mm-hmm. I occasionally get adult cats.
1: Okay, well, usually moms who have decided they're they're done with the the mom lifestyle. Okay, well, when
0: you when you get a, a adult fluffy cat. Maybe we can we talk. Maybe we can get. Okay. Maybe, okay. We, maybe okay. we can do some business. The kid here. Uh, it would be important that this mom cat have all the patience in the world because she's gonna have to live with Harvey.
1: <laughs> yes. And <laughs> most can... mom cats tend to be very patient okay. because of that.
0: good. That's what we will need. Um, how do we end the show? I go. Thanks everyone for listening. We appreciate you. I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. And you <laughs>